0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Quentin Quarantino. Bit of a break, but now we're raring to go. In this episode, it's Jackie Brown. And with me today, of course, my indefatigable hosts. We've got Finn. Hello. Fraser. Hello. And Jack. Hi. So guys, um, I guess we start the start. I really like this movie.
1: As did I. I kind of... Mm, hit or I don't know. I... I... I I enjoyed it because it's a Quentin qu- 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 Tarantino movie, but it kind of also bored me more than any other any of the Quentin movies I've seen previously.
2: I'd say it was an interesting change of pace. But for a two-and-a-half-hour movie, not an awful lot
0: actually happens in it. It was a lot of style and not too much substance. That was going to be my point yeah. for later, is that I think I liked how it was very toned down, le- little action, a lot of conversation. I think that I liked that kind of contrast between of that and other Tarantino movies, and I think that's what, actually weirdly one of the reasons I enjoyed it, whereas yeah. that's perhaps one of the reasons why you guys didn't enjoy it as much.
3: I think that's something you'll enjoy about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Is okay. It reminded me a lot of the pacing of that. Of course, the point of this podcast
0: is that you guys have seen all the movies and I haven't, yeah. which is, of course, not true, because I probably saw this before you guys did so, we've really ruined the format here and we should have to commit seppuku, but
3: we can do that when we... I think we'll just have you to can, move you to can a different direction. You
0: can yeah. commit seppuku after
2: you've watched both Kill Bill movies. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. You um,
2: will be appropriately tooled up
0: to then do I this. Yeah, then I'll know how. Um, so, the movie starts at an airport, right? As expected, because Jackie Brown is a, is a stewardess. And it, it's such a good shot, this, I I think. It's such a good way to open the music. The music is amazing. And it's just a travelator that Jackie Brown kind of comes into frame on, and then the camera holds on her, right? And then follows yeah. her through. And I just thought, this is just a really great shot.
1: I just so, like the intro.
0: Yeah. It's interesting as well, because this is a pre nine eleven airport,
3: so you could just yeah. walk in,
1: do whatever you want. Nobody
3: gets... There's no security checks. No. Everyone could just go catch their plane 20 minutes yeah. before it's about to go off. Yeah,
0: Lick the walls. Shout, yeah. just, you know, say the word, shout the word bomb in a enclosed terminal. No one bats an eye. they don't even fully search like jackie's bag later well, people
3: were allowed to bring guns yes on planes um, for a long time in america yeah, yeah. yeah
0: it stopped when there were loads of hijackings which is something to do with be able to bring a gun on a
3: plane yeah you're kind of asking for it
0: the best hijacking i ever heard of was a guy that wanted the plane to go to i think it might wanted it to go to cuba and he he held up the plane and then another guy on the plane said hey would you like to see my coin collection and the guy was like yeah, okay and he put down his gun and went to see the guy's coin collection and um that was the end of the hijacking
3: he just forgot what he was there for well, just, you, know, you know when you're about to do something and you're like oh why am i in town oh, again that's, oh. uh,
0: were we, weren't we recording a podcast about Quentin tarantino movies <laughs> 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 um it's weird seeing so many people in public i don't know if you guys agree in like a, it's a general space. yeah I'm not used to it. I too have uh,
2: lost the ability to visualise events prior to January 2020. People
3: shaking hands.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, there are. Getting on a plane.
3: Unthinkable.
0: It's it's weird. It's a different time, isn't it? uh, When I was going through, I think, Miami airport, they did a thing to me. I don't know if I've ever told this story on a podcast or anywhere, but I was at the back of, like, well, the little queues, and a TSA came to me, and they took my passport, and were like, okay, you're going to stay in this queue, and you'll get it back when we come to you. And I was like, oh, shit, sure, I'm in an American airport. They've taken my passport. I don't like that. Anyway, I get to the front of the line, and she goes, where's your passport? And I'm like, oh, fuck, what? And she laughs and goes, just kidding. And I'm like, no, not That's just not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so after we see Jackie get onto the airplane, then we get to we get our first introduction to Samuel L. Jackson as Odell and Robert De Niro as Lewis. Is it? Yeah. Absolutely. Intervention. You never see her get on the airplane. Oh, maybe she clings to the underside like that, like that uh, Twilight Zone thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, whatever. <laughs> Thank you. I, this is the sort of pedantry we need on this podcast. Um, but yeah, so Samuel Jackson and Robert De Niro are watching TV in a very nice apart- uh, like beachside apartment. And also a character called Melanie, who's kind of not really uh, Samuel Jackson's girlfriend, um, but kind of, she's there. Uh, and Bridget Fonda, who, who plays Melanie, is the niece of Jane Fonda. They're watching an interesting television programme. Yes,
2: as well I was about to yes. say. The programme is called Chicks Who Love Guns. I saw them credited in the the, the, the actors for the,
0: that were in the end credits, so I'm assuming it's yes. not a
2: real programme and I did not have to look no, that one not.
0: up. I, I it's not. So first of all, the introduction to it, as you guys will have noticed, isn't is, is the Empire State Building firing a gun into the air. Um it's incredible. Not the um, Empire
3: State Building, the Statue of
0: Liberty. Statue of Liberty <laughs> It'd be weird if the Empire State Building did it, it doesn't have arms. <laughs> um so the gun girls, if you Jack, you may well have seen them credited. They're credited to stuff like A K forty seven Gloria, Tech Nine <laughs> Sydney, beretta twelve Britney. This show basically women in
3: bikinis firing guns. They they talk about how they love their guns and They they reflect their personalities.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just one more thing on the Gun Girls, though, right? So, AK 47 Gloria, her only other credit on IMDb is a semi narrative PSHE documentary about fucking, right? (laughs) That's semi narrative. (laughs) Because it's semi educational? Um but also presumably also porn, I don't know. And Beretta twelve Brittany, she's actually this is she's quite impressive. She's quite a famous magician's assistant, but not just that, she was an Olympic gymnast who competed at the Olympics in nineteen eighty four and nineteen eighty eight. Were well, there that guns That's in her cool. table? Well yeah, was she uh, shooting?
3: she no. doing shooting?
0: Uh, she was not. She was doing gymnastics. Um, there wasn't a show. There's a quick zoom on Bridget Fonda's feet because Quentin Tarantino has a thing about feet. Clearly, uh, yeah, I was.
2: I, I was going <laughs> to mention that he does linger quite a while on her feet in many scenes. Yes, yeah. It's
3: also about like Robert De Niro's character and how like awkward he feels because it's What's like suck right, her toes right next to it's right next to her, his drink. <laughs> His drinks right next to her feet, and so he's like.
2: Also, she's like half his age, and she keeps poking him yeah. with her feet at various times. Well, as well, we know what
0: happens between them later in the movie. Yes. They get they get to the fuck. Um, it could be a De Niro. De Niro is awkward, actually, in this movie. I only just noticed that as you say that. But yeah, no, he, so he's just been out of jail for, for bank robbery, which, again, a theme with Tarantino movies. Samuel L. Jackson now talks on the phone uh, and here's the associate of his in jail and then that basically cuts to him and for some reason lewis going to the bail bondsman who's a guy called max cherry max cherry is the best max cherry is such a nice guy i think he might be my favorite character in the movie um, also sorry you haven't mentioned samuel jackson's goatee i'm sorry we haven't oh, mentioned it's beautiful. that it's, it's, it's beautiful. horrible it's it is oh, it's hideous it's, it really it's is so, it's so, hey, so great <laughs> are you on finn's side or our side me yeah, what do you think of his goatee? The goatee was awful. Yeah, thank you. He loved it. Samuel Jackson loved it, by the way. And yeah, it's he, really good. He pushed for it. I think it's the grossest thing, although it grows on you in the movie, which I guess is what happened to him as well. Yes, as you're watching it, it physically manifests on your yeah. chin. <laughs> it's not a goatee. Listen, the the first two masters in Doctor Who had goatees. This guy's got a pube. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. Um, anyway, back to Odell. They're in, they're in Max Cherry's office. And they are offering to pay Beaumont, who's Samuel Jackson's associate, who's who's in, currently in jail, his bail for like was it 10k? Is it? Yeah. In, yeah, cash, in cash, which is not suspicious at all. And the next scene is a bit more eventful. Is Samuel Jackson going to see Beaumont, who's played by Chris Tucker, in his apartment post jail? Beaumont seems like a very friendly man. I think we can all agree.
3: Um a bit, like a bit kind of chatty.
0: Yeah. Possibly a bit too chatty for a man that's just... He's yeah. a,
3: a man of expanded mind. <laughs>
0: a man who's experienced with the devil's cush. Uh,
3: <laughs> now then some. But he's, you know, he, he's relaxed. He's just got yeah. out of prison. He thought he was going to be trapped in jail. So yeah. he thought, I'll celebrate. And nothing bad, nice bad happens in. to
0: him. Next scene. He's um, violated his parole for owning a legal weapon by owning an illegal weapon
2: well technically Sarah jackson said originally oh yeah they pulled him in because he was illegally concealing a, a handgun and then he, he basically only like uh, only briefly mentioned when he was forced to mention that yeah he also had a bunch of machine guns yeah in
0: the the car. yeah oh yeah when he's talking to max cherry trying to explain the situation <laughs> yeah, like yeah. He's, max he's...
2: cherry's like why is the bail that high for a single concealed gun it's yeah.
0: like uh, he's on parole and there were some machine guns in the car. It's a bit like he was trying to get post bail for Al Capone. He's like, oh, he's been there for tax evasion. Yeah. And also um And others. So, uh, tax evasion et al. <laughs> and al <Capone>. friends. <laughs> tax evasion and friends. Da-da, 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 <laughs> da-da, and friends. So basically, he spins. Beaumont this t- story doesn't he about oh he wants Beaumont to be
2: yeah to they're
3: going to where are they going yeah he says he's
2: going to go and sell some M60 machine guns over in Koreatown yeah yeah um, this being in LA set a few years after the LA riots where Koreatown was defended uh, through force of firepower he almost he references that doesn't he uh, yeah it it seems suspicious that they're willing to buy machine
0: guns for fifty grand each but I don't know <laughs> Beaumont clearly. Doesn't He's know this suspicious because yeah. Samuel Jackson convinces him to get in the trunk of his car with, with a, a shotgun. He can basically open. This is such a stupid play because he'll open the boot, and Beaumont will come out and be like, "Surprise!" And yeah. that's. But it's not to actually shoot the Koreans. It's just to be like, "Look how timid, how ready them. I am." Look,
3: I've got a random guy just here,
0: and and he <laughs> bribes Beaumont with chicken and waffles, uh, which I would. Discuss. He's
2: high. It's a really good idea.
0: I would do that. Not high. Uh, you. All want chicken and waffles. I mean, in fact, after when we can next meet in public, let's I go get not chicken, not and chicken and waffles. And well, okay, Finn, you don't want chicken and waffles, but you will <laughs> I cannot eat either. Can I have maple syrup. <laughs> Finn just down, maple syrup. Please let me stop. No, have a
3: tall glass of maple syrup.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, that would suck.
0: Anyway, Samuel Jackson gets in the car. Beaumont's in the truck. He drives very slowly and meanderingly, just kind of around. It's a really good I shot. I love this.
1: This this, this He's a sequence, very good shot. By the way.
0: Yeah, I love it. The the camera raises up, so you just see. You don't follow the car, and he's Samuel Jackson's Put on these like gloves. Where, like this is weird. He's got driving gloves.
2: He has a really like slow methodical way of getting his uh, yeah yeah his driving yeah, gloves does. on. Really they're cool. also uh, not the same gloves in two different scenes. No, they're, they're not like he has
0: brown gloves. Later, Uh he puts on his gloves picks up a revolver. And it's a really cool shot from from a distance. Again, more subtle than Quentin Tarantino movies often are.
3: It's just definitely pops not couple... rear
0: No, he yeah, he drives about 100 yards around the block fence, and parks up again. and he just pops um pops a couple shots in Beaumont. Um I guess he had to drive a little bit to convince Beaumont they were going somewhere, but um so he's killed
3: Beaumont. Um and you know,
0: this again, it's, this is demonstrable I think of it being much slower and more subtle.
3: I I think it does a really good job of making in you know, some of his character very sinister yeah i really mean, incredibly yeah, it horrible, scary yeah. and i think it's And I, I think one of the things i found quite interesting is how his character is almost has racist ideas about other black people
2: also he's like he probably views himself as superior because he's the one in the elevated position isn't it you know he's the one yeah, aiming well, for his one million retirement fund, selling guns exploiting everyone else around him
3: and it's it's just he's an incredibly like heartless character he's compelling He's very compelling, compelling and really villain. scary He's, and just yeah, like, yeah. He's, nasty.
0: I mean I don't know necessarily I think it's hard to put a finger on exactly if there are villains in Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, really. Maybe the the GIMP I'd say the Gimp's in, crew.
3: I'd I'd say yeah, like Zed.
0: I feel like Odell is a more clean cut he, this guy is the bad guy of this movie. Yeah, well it's the based on a
3: book, isn't it? Yes, so, it
0: is based on a book. And by that's the way, the author. So it's, it, they changed it a bit. So it was, I think it was a white man, not a black woman in the lead role originally. Do, quick do, editor's do, 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 note, do, the protagonist do, do, of the book do, on which this do, film do, is based, do, Run Punch, do, 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 is a white woman, do, 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 not a white do, do. man. Quentin Tarantino was a bit worried. Um, but, when the, but the guy who wrote the book, when he read the screenplay, said this is his favourite version of an adaptation of any of his books. Oh, It's also Samuel L. Jackson's favourite Quentin Tarantino movie.
3: I mean, I-, I can see why. Yeah, it's a, such a good role for him. It's a very good role for him. And it's just... I think it's its one where he got to, like... Have the goatee. Express himself more and, like... <laughs> have the goatee. You know, have a have the goatee and he wear the golf hat that he likes to wear to this day. <laughs> he does, you right,
0: actually, yeah. Do you think his pubes are also um, <laughs> in goatee form?
2: Intertwined. I don't want to think about Samuel Jackson's pubes, but his, his like, his beanie is
0: great. Yeah. I, I love seeing him in that. So now we get... A really weird scene where one of Samuel Jackson's friends, Simone, is like entertaining Robert De Niro with like quite a nice. She's dancing, she's enjoying oh, yeah. it. It's, it's really not like fun. sexy or it's anything. Really it's funny. Just her dancing and showing. Look, I can dance, and it's, and it's actually really lovely and a bit of singing as well. But Robert De Niro, if you've noticed, is doing a really weird. He's always rocking back and forth on his chair. I guess it's awkwardness now you say it, but it's so
3: weird. He's he's just like. I know, like a slice of white bread. He doesn't really do anything. <laughs> he just exists in the scenes. <laughs> is, to, like, this is one about. Of the,
2: it, at the same time one of the funniest
0: and also the worst roles De Niro's ever had. Yeah,
2: it's, it's great. really, really like
3: it.
0: Yeah, I do like it, but he's kind of you could definitely write this movie without him.
3: I don't know, I think it's I think it's deliberate. It is like he's just I, I think that's just the characterization of the, yeah, 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 yeah. the character, but it's I don't think it's accidental. It's a very but... strange
0: role. Hmm. And so Odell calls and shows and takes him away from Simone's lovely dancing and shows. Um, Simone, by the way, played by an actress called Hattie Winston, uh, who was Lucy in The Rugrats. Um, and she shows him nice. Beaumont's body, and his logic was basically Beaumont won't She doesn't show here. him Beaumont's body. No, Simone doesn't show him Beaumont's body. Lucy for The Rugrats shows it's
3: him like Beaumont's
0: body. part of the body. dance. She just slowly drags him in. <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, so, so Odell shows uh, Lewis. Uh, beaumont's body and it's just like you know beaumont would squeal on me because he'll he'll won't want to go to prison for 10 years now this is when stuff really gets start getting sort of heating up because jackie is at the airport just out of nowhere two detectives mark dugas played by michael bowen and then special agent ray nicolette that does sound like a man who sells you nicotine patches um played by michael keaton who didn't want to have the role and kept asking Quinto Tarantino not to give him the role rather than refusing it for whatever reason. Um, I mean,
3: he's really good at it. He is really so, good at so, it. He just, he just like, you're acting in my film.
1: Oh,
0: no. Oh. <laughs> so they show up and they know something's going on. They check her bag and they find... It's an ambush. Yeah, well, they because they know something's going on. They know money's being trafficked. They find a fuck-ton of money, 50,000.
3: They also know the number before they... They search, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much. They search. So it, they like, knew Oh look, there's money, fifty grand, I think.
0: But yeah, so it's like it's a big crime. This, um, and she's been in. It turns out she helped do some drug smuggling for her pilot husband, uh, but she got off. But she was like on parole, and now uh, that ultimately lost her a job, and that's why she's on a really. She works for, like a really shitty little airline, done sixteen k a year. So she really can't afford. For after like twenty years of work, that's where she's at, so she can't afford any more setbacks.
2: And it's, I'm just could, gonna add, this is like 1990s, sixteen k a year. By 2020 standards, this sounds pretty
0: appetising.
3: <laughs> but not for like 20 years of working not, in the no, industry. No, that's the point, years, no. is that
0: she's she's kind of an older woman who has worked to nowhere. And that's the theme of the movie, I think. And it's great. They know Beaumont is dead. Um, uh, because they, they got know... the
3: information from Beaumont.
0: Yeah, exactly. They know Jackie's involved with Ordell. The detectives, the detectives want cooperation, um, to stop Jackie going for jail. And it's this scene when I realized that Pam Greer is really, really good. Oh, she's
1: amazing in this She's movie, incredible yeah. actress. She's so great. cool.
0: Problem is then they find the Coke, which turns out to be for Melanie, which she doesn't expect.
2: Well
3: the, the Coke was wasn't the Coke like I saw the Coke was like added to it.
2: It was at yeah, the like, It was just like Melanie.
3: added
0: at the bottom under all under the money. Yeah. Um yeah, and, then, and it's an amazing really good cut with some amazing music and it's just Jackie and loads of women going into an LA county jail and she won't testify at her court case she stands mute and what's really cool about this court scene is that it doesn't just show like the court panning it, it shows specific angles repeatedly it shows like one angle on Jackie one angle on the judge one angle on the like prosecution and defence with the detectives in the background and it's just it's just a really I thought it was really cool um it was really a really nice scene. shot Judge sets a bail at ten thousand dollars, which isn't Despite recommendation for twenty-five. Yeah, exactly. So Judge yeah, is being lenient. He's like actually being quite nice. Uh, but you see Odell, so this is a cool thing, is that a lot in a lot of times in this movie, all the characters, even if they don't always interact, are in the same place. Again, Ton messing with perspective. This is when Odell leaves to go and get bail for Jackie from Max Cherry again. But it's interesting because Max's opinion is kind of like, well, you know, I know you're doing illegal stuff, but you're getting away with it, so whatever. It's not my business. I'm not the police, which is quite. I like that, like kind of interesting, semi laissez-faire approach to someone who is involved in the legal profession. Mm, yeah. it's, it makes him again slightly more compelling character. Max again, just little little touches and little details. Yeah. Although it is also possible you could say that Max is therefore a terrible <laughs> bail bondsman.
3: He's he he reminds me of a lot of like characters from like Coen Brothers films. He's there's a there's a lot of focus on the fact that he is a like a, a complete character like you kind of get all the aspects of him his his role in the in the film is only a small section of what he brings to it all
0: mm. the, this then follows him he puts one woman in her name is uh, Lopez and then goes and picks up Jackie and as Jackie Jackie kind of walks out of the shadows like batman <laughs> um and some amazing music plays and it's almost like in a cartoon where you get the love heart go, ba-dum, 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 out of their chest. And like, oh, God. And their eyes, it's big love heart. him hearts. just falling head
3: over heels in love.
0: Yeah, it's the Tarantino equivalent. But he's, again, he's a gentleman. And he kind of subtly offers to, like, take her to a bar and get her some cigarettes. And, you know, she's just talking about how basically she needs this job. And Max offers, like, this is the sort where Max offers help. But he offers, like, proper, like, legal help and advice, which will later turn into him being part of the kind of heist that they pull off because i would argue this is technically a heist movie
1: it, it yes, has aspects of a heist movie yeah. yes yeah
0: and then what happens is it cuts to odell waiting outside jackie's house like he did for beaumont he gets out his creepy little gloves and his gun and he goes into deal with Jackie oh, scenes he
1: does that never ever not be creepy it's
0: no i and jack i have noted here it <laughs> different gloves so i did spot that as well
2: <laughs>
3: Um, the continuity of the gloves the man, is very
2: important. The man likes
0: his gloves.
3: <laughs> IMDB goofs.
2: Odell doesn't use the same pair of gloves twice. Or maybe he just throws them away yeah, after I think he, he, he probably people. throws them away. He, I yeah.
3: mean, yeah, they're gonna be covered in gun gun high residue. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Or in this case, um skin cells are the victim because he plans to strangle her. That's very true. Hmm. Uh, the scene scene where she turns the light on and
0: then he turns turns the light off when he walks past so she turns it back on he turns it back off again well it's really it's just really sinister it's a power play and this is an excellent scene so Odell's going into the house and it's this clear you know Jackie can tell we can tell Odell was not there just to have a drink like he says he's there to to kill her Um, and like I said you get this awesome back and forth uh, it ends up, the climactic bit of this ends up being in the dark, where, like, but it's shot so well that you know exactly what's happening. Well, yeah, they're against the yeah. window for the most part. Like, Odell's going to kill her, and it goes to split-screen, which is a good thing that doesn't happen again in the movie. And is this thing Tarantino occasionally does, where he does something that only happens once in his movies, like the triangle in Pulp Fiction. Um, and this split-screen basically shows Max driving and finding his gun is gone. And that's when Jackie pulls the gun on Odell's dick and it's and it's it's great isn't it it's such it's just
2: great right
3: it's so satisfying
0: i will say it's also
2: highlighted against the window in the dark yeah yeah. but then when she's got the gun pointed at him she tells him to sit down he sits down in a chair in complete shadow where you can't see what he's doing with his hands and the audience you know he's also got a gun so that was a massive mistake
0: but she realizes after like a second to no get your hands above your head Yeah. yeah but again, she's not a professional. That's the thing about her. You no, she's not. Just a,
1: perfectly. She's just a regular person, <laughs> and that's the
0: great thing about. Her. That's one of the reasons you root for her because she is someone making the best out of bad situation. But so she asks him for some money to keep quiet, and if she gets jail, some more money.
2: Yeah, she basically she's trying to affirm with him: "Don't kill me. I'm not a squealer." Like, but I expect to get paid if I do jail time in yeah, return for my silence to quiet. keep you around.
0: Yeah. She goes to the store and lets Odell out and then she leaves the scene and she comes back in a dressing gown because it's next morning and lets Max in. He wants his gun because she stole his gun. <laughs> he takes up very <laughs> Yeah, he's very on, chill like... about it. isn't he? There's nothing really much to say about the scene, though, really, besides just quite a nice conversation and that she's going to offer the cops her help. But you're never sure with this movie exactly where her allegiance is lie. That is the best bit about her acting throughout most of yeah, this movie. Yeah, you can't you tell. To. And this is when now Jackie's in the airport with the detectives. It's actually quite a short scene. She basically says, I know Odell, I move money for him, and I want to be able to do my job and immunity from further prosecution. But it's still a nice scene, you know, it's her laying down the law and the detectives are willing to
3: do that. They need her help.
0: It's not sadly, it's not Girls With Guns anymore, but now we go back to, the, to Jane Fonda, Melanie, watching TV. She's watching TV TV Do you show. think
2: Tarantino honestly doesn't sit alone in a dark room in his underpants and watching watch, weird obscure absorb, television?
3: Absorb information. Right. I do you guys get do you know about
0: Bad Grandpa? It's one of the worst Robert De Niro movies.
3: Yeah, I've seen
0: it. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. bad. I'm getting major bad grandpa oh, vibes yeah. from this scene. Okay. I don't know if you agree Fraser
2: yeah <laughs> i'm glad i haven't seen that movie but i'm pretty sure i remember the what uh, the trailer for yeah, it. It,
0: robert de niro is, grand, is an old grandpa who like fucks his like grandson's girlfriend and like stuff to go to vegas i think his grandson's zach efron um yep. it's a shit movie and it's gross and robert de niro is like having sex with like 20 year old women and stuff so i'm getting major that vibe from here <laughs> Lewis talks about how he doesn't like clubbing. And then, of course, uh, Melanie suggests, says to him, after Odell's gone,
3: wanna fuck? And Robert De Niro's well, face... Odell does say before, like, try to keep your clothes on.
0: Yeah, don't fuck her. Robert De Niro's weird face is a bit like, hmm, let me think about this quandary for one moment. Yes. <laughs> it does look like Jane Fonda's wearing a fake bum, because you can see, like, a line above her bum. It might be a bikini line, or it might be that she's wearing a fake bum. I don't know.
3: I feel like that's so unnecessary. It
0: depends on what her...
3: Her. Bum opinion is.
0: Yeah, her bum opinion. That you have a bum opinion?
3: What's your bum what's
0: your bum what's wave your there? bum opinion? What's your bum waiver Finn?
3: Uh I say
1: Pay by the cheek?
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, per cheek. <laughs> My and that's why they
0: call you old six cheeks Mason.
1: <laughs> oh god. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like um, a curved six pack. <laughs> uh, it's like that, you know when you get those like lo- those buns and they're all like attached in a yes. plastic bag it's oh, like that folded
0: oh oh do you have six assholes or just one in the center is it like play-doh with you fed like one of those play-doh grids where you extrude
3: <laughs> oh my god right okay <laughs>
0: Steering this
2: back
3: to Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the next scene, Appropriate it cuts from
0: there and Max is... It's a really short scene. Max is just buying a tape he likes and then it just goes to Odell meeting Jackie for a drink. He keeps ordering screwdrivers, which is vodka and orange juice. Oh, yeah, he juice. does. He does. He loves those. They're awful. Utterly
2: awful. And that might be tainted by the fact that in first year, a, a flat party above us had Tesco own brand vodka and Tesco own brand orange juice mixed into a jug. <laughs> And honestly, I was retching. It's so bad. I'm not sure if that was the fault—the orange juice or the vodka. To I be honest, because I can, I can drink vodka like
0: water. So it's probably the orange juice. Um, that's exactly continuing on the theme of Jack being an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> I um yeah I mean that's a pretty be damning quote too far. Isolate that, Kevin. Isolate that. We don't we don't have an editor.
3: I'm the editor. We don't have a Kevin.
0: No, I wish we did. Um, this is where you can see her plate. Playing both sides because she then tells Odell that she told the detectives about a thing. So what's cool is she's managing to both be entirely honest with both parties and yet also not be honest. Again, it's both mm. Pam Grier's acting and Quentin Tarantino's writing. Also, she, she, she's quite
2: well tuned to the fact that the best lies are the ones that are most yeah, truth yeah. anyway.
0: Definitely, and that's that's why it works. So I think what their plan is that she's gonna basically do a demo one of a drop a money drop off at, at a mall for t- with ten thousand dollars. And then they'll do a f- the f- full money, the 500k. But it's going to happen. Um, it's going to end- occur differently, so that the cops expect one thing, and that does happen on the surface. But actually, just like a third person who collects the real money, and she wants like a cut. And she's like talking about how she's a manager. And he's manager, and he's like, "You're not my
3: manager. You're because he, he says like 10, percent and then she's like, she "No, 15. It's 15%. Managers That's what 15. Managers get
0: 15. Agents get 10. Agents get 10. Yes, you're right." I've been here, Jackie's a fucking badass. Now we're going back to after their fucking Robert De Niro, and Jane Fonda are now smoking. Um, and this is where we kind of get a bit more explanation of what Melanie's situation is. Like, it's this is her house, really. And Odell kind of drops in sometimes. Um, and she is not trustworthy, as we'll learn even more later. She wants to nick the 500k with Lewis's help. Um, and Lewis immediately goes to the bar of Odell and tells her that. Tells him that, and it's like, she, she's asking me. And Samuel Jackson's not bothered, because he's just like, I know how Melanie works, I know she'd do that. She's not a worry when she's going to betray me, because I know she's going to betray me. It's like, it's. I think it's that she can't be trusted, but she's consistent, so you know what she's going to do anyway? Which is, quite, I think that's quite funny. And a nice kind of, it goes well with his character of being, you know, a dangerous murdering man, but also kind of weirdly chill.
3: Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's quite pragmatic.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I I don't
2: understand how the police haven't busted his operation a long time ago. He surrounds himself by people who can't keep a secret, by people who've already been put in jail by potential squealers, people that get caught doing the slightest thing, and and his trusted his trusted courier of illegal uh,
0: provisions over borders seems to
2: have a history of getting caught.
0: <laughs> no, she's yeah. caught. She was caught once before she worked for him. She was smuggling drugs for her for her husband. Still, I mean. She chose someone. I think. I think the reasoning is, but she works for like the shittest airline, and it has to be that shit airline that no one gives a shit about. That's why. I mean, yeah, they also they're also a Mexican airline, so yeah. kind of it can't be like Qantas. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, to, actually, to be fair, we are sponsored by uh, uh, Delta today. Um, Delta, fly <laughs> being
3: up passengers since two thousand and six. <laughs>
0: Jackie comes home, right? And this is where we get the Quentin Tarantino cameo. He is doing an incredibly noticeable robot voice on her answering machine, which is really funny, if you guys didn't notice that. Oh, I did not. <laughs> um, and she go, they go to like scope out the mall. It's her and Odell, both wearing matching hats now. Uh, they're just there, scoping out, going, okay, the exchange will happen at the food court. And Max just happens to be leaving the cinema. Um, and it's interesting, because Odell sees Max as he walks away. So he knows Max is there, and he knows he goes and talks to Jackie, but he really doesn't. He doesn't make like a big connection out of it. Mm. Um, it's interesting. They have a conversation about. With Jackie asks Max basically, "Would you nick the five hundred thousand dollars if you could?" And he doesn't answer. And that's interesting. He was. He says he's tempted, but that's not the same as actually doing it. I would you. Would you guys take the five hundred thousand yeah. dollars? <laughs> <laughs> uh...
1: Some of it. <laughs> yeah, like a little bit, but not. Just I wouldn't a, like Just a smidgen of crime. Just a
0: crumb. A crumb. <laughs> and the, by the way, this sets up the actual trial. This is where I think the movie really starts to heat up and where we're going to have to speed up a little bit. Um, but basically, detectives sidle up as Jackie gets off the plane. Michael Keaton's wearing shitty, really weird sunglasses. Um, he checks his stuff and it's like $10,000. Then Jackie's waiting at the mall and Max is kind of pacing about somewhere um and then this very very nervous looking woman shows up called Sharonda and what's interesting is you then get a flash and a cut to Jackie telling Max about how they're going to play this okay no no now it's Max and Jackie's time and this is how it's going down it's almost like this is these are the fake events and the real stuff is when Max and Jackie are in the same room to make Odell kind of think it's more complicated I think we see that um, there's actually a second exchange of money with a third, like, bag under the table. Yes. So I I felt like that was, like, kind of to assure Odell, the police actually, it's like a double-double cross on the police, when actually it's going to happen entirely differently to that. It's a triple cross. I don't think Jackie was aware of that, was she? Because she goes to Odell's really pissed off. And it's a really fun fight. Melanie and... De Niro in the foreground and Jackie and Odell go out onto the balcony behind like a and shut like a, a seafood sliding glass door and just have like a massive argument that's partially muffled and it's really good. Do you of know you guys start getting confused as to what the plan was at this point?
3: A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly but I was like I think what I got confused by was the way it was shot more than anything. Really? Like there was like music and specific focus on things that I think was there in case you weren't listening before, but yes. it acted to then confuse me it was like, oh no, are things going wrong? Is yes. Like... And I was like, and I was like, and I sort of had like a sort of double think um, when I think what actually happened was I knew what was going on, and then it showed me what was going on again, and I was like, I doubt it. We're skipping
0: ahead to the actual heist now. Yes, we can get to that now. But Jackie and meets Ray or Michael Keaton for dinner and tells him some stuff, and actually lies and says, oh, we're only getting 50k this time, because Odell's nervous, so enough to pay his, yeah. uh, his potential bail, but of course it's a lie, and it cuts between Ray and Max, again, a really cool way of just showing, here's the real stuff that's happening, and here's her playing the detectives, but as you say, what Finn's talking about is now we see the actual heist, the real exchange, with uh, Jackie's like, you know, you see her hiding the money, putting some of it in one bag, and some of it in another, in the airplane toilet, and like stuffing it to make it look more full, and, um, and then yeah
2: quite clever she uses um paperback books which would actually have the exact same
0: weight and volume as packs of dollar bills and it works well um and what we get is we see kind of max mobilizing from the office to go to the mall and then we see um, melanie and lewis well melanie's holding lewis up but they eventually get going to go to the mall to do their part and a brilliant Soundtrack as Max and Jackie both independently drive towards the mall. Jackie from the airport, Max from his office. Um, Jackie with the money, and then it cuts to Melanie listening to incredibly irritating music yeah. on the drive to the mall. And I was like, God, I just want her to get shot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a note. That's a note I've got, and I've actually put a red. This morning, I put a red star next to it and wrote, "Just you wait" with a smiley face. <laughs> um, um, Jackie hides. The cash in one bag in like a changing room, she's kind of looking around the mall and getting ready to do the swap. And I guess it makes sense that's why she's going into the changing room. She goes and buys a suit, which is the suit on the poster. And I was like, Oh my god, it's the suit on the poster!
2: Is that the real Jackie Brown? <laughs> you know, something's going down when the character is in the clothes that they're wearing on the film the poster. Real
0: clothes. And then basically Melanie comes into the changing room next to her. And is like, hey, Jackie, you in there? And so what Jackie does is she gives Melanie the, the bag, the stuffed bag with some money in it, and then also slides Melanie a little bit more money, which I was just like, oh, okay, is that almost to pay her off? But it's actually cleverer than that, because of course it puts suspicion on Melanie that she's pocketed some of it. And then she goes and buys the suit. And this is where we get, me and Finn get a bit confused, because Jackie then suddenly acts incredibly panicked, because according to what the detectives and Odell might think, this is not necessarily following the plan is following Jackie's plan but she's pretending to be super panicked but the problem is she's pretending to nobody and the music yeah. goes with and it as she, well like, and it like stares it's...
3: into the mirror as well like yeah. there's a sort of soul searchy bit yeah. which yeah. I was like is she gonna not do the plan? Mm. is she gonna do the plan but even harder?
0: is she gonna kill Melanie herself? yeah and the camera spins around her which is like a classic thing of like confusion and stress and stuff and it just
3: it's really it's very effective it
0: is effective but it confused me I was, as you say, it's a bit of a fake out to the audience that she thinks stuff's going wrong, and then basically she goes to the cops and says that the Melnie's taking the money. And what's this is where you get the perspective stuff because then what we see is we see the heist from Lewis and Melanie's perspective,
1: and which I enjoyed. It, it, I, I really liked
0: that. It's really cool. It almost it's like the camera pans back every time, so it's almost like it's zooming out each time. It's it's really great. But basically, Lewis hangs back. Mel goes and does the collects the money from the changing room. But then they have a fight over who should hold the bag when they're in the car park. And Melanie starts taunting Lewis because he's lost his car. She's like, Lewis! Lewis! She's so annoying. But also... She's and then a... she's taunting him about why he ended up
2: in jail. Yeah, like, if you, can't, if you
3: can't find the getaway car, then how are you supposed to rob a bank? Yeah.
0: She's clearly stupid because she's taunting this man. And I really am getting major when the Lilever families go to Costco vibes. Especially <laughs> when Lewis um, snaps and shoots her twice off screen. It's not even off screen. He just turns around and shoots her. Oh, I thought her. it was off screen. I thought you don't see... had tatting of to shit myth. at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's... She's and she's written to be always really annoying. I mean, I think she was part of the reason why he was freaking out so much because she was distracting him so much from the job at hand that mm. he was obviously losing focus. And it was stressing him out.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And killing her was kind of like clearing his head. Yeah.
3: Um. And he just leaves her in the car park. I mean, I love the conversation about it.
2: He goes like, so, so, what do you do? Did you did, did you like did you like drop her off? Did you hit her notch? Yeah, you
0: could have. You could have <laughs> just <laughs> hit her. <laughs>
2: When you
0: hit her, when you, when you grab her, right? It's like, sorry, I didn't think about it too much, I just shot her. It is funny, <laughs> but then Odell goes, oh, well, you know, you do what you got to do, and that's when it becomes chilling. Just before this happens, yeah. though, Lewis goes and says, Odell, OK, um, I've got the money, but Melanie's dead. And before that happens, you have Max's perspective on basically seeing the whole thing. And he um, goes into the changing room and takes the bag that Jackie's left that has the, the rest of the money, so most of the money, and goes to his car. So that's all we've seen. His involvement isn't known to the police, although Odell might have some suspicions. but that, And that's when we get Lewis and Odell meeting at like a strip club and uh, Lewis explaining what's happened. And that's when Odell checks the money and is like, this is only 10K and also some books. Maybe, do you think they were good books? Because maybe if they were really good books, he might be chill with
3: it. I reckon a book could cost more than forty euros. I
2: don't think he's the most well-read
0: man <laughs> in the world. Maybe if the books are on guns, he might consider it. Oh, it's a copy of Mice and Men*. I've not read that yet, but I've always meant to. <laughs> yeah, they have a bit of a bro trust. So Samuel Jackson's like, "Don't worry, I know you didn't make the money." Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, "Dude, you're incompetent." <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So that comes to bite Lewis in
2: just a he's minute. He's like, "No,
0: no, I know, I know, you're not a traitor." You just shit at your job. Yeah, exactly. And that's where problems start to arise, because they pull over. Samuel Jackson works out it's Jackie, and the scene is filmed by the way from the back seat as if we're like kind of passengers in the car, and you know they have a chat uh, talking about how Lewis Majesty saw Max Cherry, and that's when Samuel Jackson realizes, oh, he's involved.
3: Wait, you saw Max Cherry in the dress department, and you didn't think that was suspicious?
0: Yeah, and that's what that's like the last straw. He's just like I've been surrounding myself with yeah, idiots. They have an argument. Uh, Robert Nero says, "You better back off," which seems like not too much of an escalation. But Samuel Jackson immediately shoots him, and he goes, "What the fuck happened to you, man? Your ass used to be beautiful. Um, more asses." Uh, so we know
3: what Samuel Jackson thinks about his ass.
0: Do you think he's got a uh, six ass
3: as well? Uh, yeah, he does say asses.
1: So is he? No, he says our asses.
0: Our asses used to be beautiful, all six of them. And then he just gets out the van and leaves the van with dead Lewis,
1: which I think was a bit stupid. Because <laughs> well, I mean it's like covered in blood. When he exits the van, you can see someone walking down the street in the background. So like anybody walking blood by all would be receiving his screen. dead body. <laughs> also, if I feel like it'd be more suspicious if he was driving
0: a van full of covered in blood with dead bodies. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't, have to, he, d- he doesn't have half
2: an hour to go and have coffee and uh, get the disposal guys from Pulp Fiction involved. I like how the public of LA are just not remotely surprised by a certain gunshots. So he just shoots the guy, and then he and then he shoots him again after he's had his R.S. as a beautiful uh, chap with the
0: dying De Niro. And then he just gets out and leaves. And like Nobody's paying any no. attention to the fact that we were just that two gunshots. Like, this might just be everyone in LA. This happens, like, just to most people every
1: day. Seeing a dead body is probably going to be like a fucking everyday occurrence <laughs> it's just the 90s <laughs>
0: yeah um now we get jackie and yeah, jackie in the police station this is this is one of the weirdest scenes in the movie and you'll i don't know if you guys are am gonna say but ray's pissed off it didn't happen as he planned he kind of walks around the room and then he squats in a chair like spider-man
3: did you guys notice this oh yeah he does a little bit isn't he yeah nervous squatting
0: it's <laughs> so weird maybe he just not managed to make it to the gym I think that was the weirdest thing in the entire movie is Michael Keaton randomly squatting in a chair to show his displeasure. And Jackie tells him her version of events to kind of remove suspicion from herself. Basically, that Melanie was the one that went rogue. And they he finds out Lewis is dead. He tells her and they realize Odell is coming. And if anything, this like supports because Jackie gave him, uh, Mel the 10K, right? This like supports the story, doesn't
3: it? Yeah. 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 They realize how you really waste well, the moment you fully realize how clever the plan was. Yeah, yes, definitely. Because the police kind of know what's up, but they have no way of proving it. And so they're, they're very, they're, they're very like, oh, uh, well, I guess you've cornered us here.
0: And this is so now Odell's found somewhere to hide. Uh, his hair is down. He looks like Conan the Barbarian. Um, and he's with Sharonda, who's like basically passed out. He's like going on about how horrible her house is, and he goes, this some repugnant shit, which is such a good line. <laughs> that wasn't
1: my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's really good. And this is where, like, Max calls Odell and basically says, I can give you the 10K for the bond, but Odell is like, I know that you're you're involved with Jackie, you know, and so you, uh, you're going to get me my money or shit's going to happen to you. Max uses Winston to find where Odell is. Which is cool that I like, I kind of like that they don't really show Winston doing that. It's just like, oh no, yeah. that's his job. That's he's what just he does. really good at his job. Yeah. And then Max goes to meet Odell in person. He gives him the 10K and he's like, no, no, this was to stop Melanie like making off with the money. Jackie's going to meet you at my office and we're going to do a trade. They call to check Jackie's there. Then they drive there. As they drive there, Jackie Pax is like pulling a gun and looking kind of cool out of a drawer.
1: I think she was partially doing that to mentally prepare herself because she's still... Yeah, it's
0: definitely that. Definitely. Yeah. She's psyching herself up to possibly shoot Odell.
3: It's reminding you that she's an amateur, but also she's like... Also it's
1: like low-key terrified of Odell.
3: Yeah, well, she, well she's terrified of him, but also she's she's not stupid. She's very clever. Yeah, She's doing you know sensible preparation.
0: What ultimately happened is police are there, basically, So, and she never makes a move. So they arrive uh, Max Nodell and he basically says you know I'm going to kill you guys if I don't get my money and this is the bit where I realised how much how much conversation this movie was and not action relative to the other ones which is weird that I hadn't realised it until now one yeah. scene You say that end. but Reservoir Dogs is entirely yeah, conversation yeah, dogs One of them's is... bleeding profusely
3: all the time Yeah but that's that conversation still
0: yeah, yeah but as in like I feel like that makes it inevitably more dramatic and action packed if a man is bleeding as a that. guy being tortured that's
3: certainly how it felt to me it's more it's more tense for longer, but that's just, I guess, the nature of the story.
0: Um, this time, they walk into the room and it's already dark, dark. Jackie's made it dark. This is her version of what Odell tried to do to her.
3: Yeah. And basically,
0: Odell's a bit friendly and then Jackie just shouts, Odell's got a gun! And Ray just jumps out from a side door and shoots Odell in the chest. And then Winston comes out as well. And Odell's dead. And it's very minimalist again, relative to some of the other Tarantino stuff. It's like just one and done shot and he's lying there with his eyes open. Somehow I could just tell from Samuel Jackson's corpse acting that he was he really liked being in this movie. You could just see it in his eyes.
3: <laughs> he was excited to do this
0: scene. we've <laughs> um, chatted a lot about him anyway, but a quick another word on Odell as a character. I really do think he is I love I like so many of the characters in this movie. But the more I talks about him in this podcast, the more I realise how much I really, really liked Odell. He's just such a good villain. Like he Yeah. He's he's, he's, he's not necessarily the most intelligent, but he's convicted and convinced of his own right to do. He's willing to do what he needs. And also I think it's part of it. The look is so if Jackie Brown was more iconic, which I think it's fair to say it's not super iconic, but if it was more iconic, I think that look like, would be a very yeah. iconic look. I mean, it, so is, so... it is
3: iconic of the '90s. Andre 2000 did a whole like fashion range that was kind of like bright colored, sort of golf fashion wear.
0: I was talking more about his like hair. I think his hair, I even I the long yeah. hair. I
3: mean, to be fair again, look long hair at and the, look the at go-tie. like '90s like celebrities. I think the, the the straightened hair is very weird on him. Um, Conan
0: the Barbarian. Look. yeah
3: well it's it's just really odd i'm not sure whether in the context of it it's supposed to be a wig but it certainly is a wig
0: is um, it? i didn't i didn't
3: for some reason i thought it was real samuel jackson's bald bald is he? and has been for a long time <laughs> um <laughs>
0: i don't know how he could have gone from the afro he had in pulp fiction to um that hair brutal,
3: brutal straightening process really straightened
0: <laughs> hair Quentin Tarantino straighteners are just like a shot it's like a shotgun
2: it's just it's just two clothing irons yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a forge they just
3: feed his hair into it it's like when you get your hair washed at a hairdresser's it's like that but it's a forge
0: yeah, it's like metal and molten metal. It's like the scene in Avengers and in Avengers Infinity War where Stormbreaker is made with all like the-, the molten like metal running from a forge powered by like a thousand suns. But so Jackson sort of... looks
3: slightly concerned. Yeah, and is like, uh, are "You sure this is all
0: right? <laughs> is this necessary?" <laughs>
3: like, "Yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry about it." This is how he got bald.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So but Jackie Brown. Is now leaving, leaving town. She's going to Spain in like Madrid. Is it yeah? Um, she, what they, they toss up between it's Madrid and somewhere else, and she's like, oh, Madrid's way star or something. Barcelona. If some would argue Barcelona isn't Spain. Let's not get, Let's into, not that. get into that. <laughs> I think it's fair. <laughs> basically, this is the moment Jackie really wins. This is Jackie wins. You know, it's it's amazing. The Jackie and... Victorious. <laughs> Jackie Victorious coming soon sequel jackie victoria's where she's finally vanquished max cherry (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so basically as max gets a call to help the bond jackie leaves she drives away and this is the last the last sort of shot of the movie is jackie driving away kind of mouthing silently to a song that's playing and it just stays on her face for like a minute and a half and i really was like good this is how a movie called jackie brown should end with just holding on pam Grier as she drives yeah. away and just very subtle and i just i thought that was an excellent closing shot
3: i think it was it's i don't know just really good film i really enjoyed it
1: yeah i said i really enjoyed it too i think after talking about it a bit more i think i've yeah, you've enjoyed, it,
0: enjoyed, enjoyed yeah. it a lot more
1: it's yeah. still like not my favorite That's but fair. But like, I wouldn't be upset with rewatching it ever. I think mm. that's the
0: best. I do watch it. it. I I do think I like,
1: would rewatch it. I I, th- I think for me it's a solid like eight point five
0: out of ten. Oh, nice. Like, I think it might be my favorite Tarantino that I've seen because of kind of how slow burn it is. I don't know. I've been. I I just didn't expect it, and I I feel like unexpected surprises raise things in my estimation. And yeah, no, so I I really I think, really enjoy it. I
3: think you might really like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or you're gonna hate it. I don't know which. And I want you to really like it.
0: I will. Uh okay. And so Jack, what did you think of Jackie Brown then? Final verdict. Uh, about a seven and a half or an eight. Okay. It is a it is a well made movie with
2: some very good acting and some fair and a good, uh, really good soundtrack oh, and some amazing. fairly stylish scenes from time to time. Um but it's it's just not what I go for when I watch a Tarantino movie.
1: Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. I
2: think that's that's It was fair. so grounded, there was so little of Tarantino's signature, just totally extra um, mm. Like scenes going on, um, and you know with a Tanchini movie, I'm either going to be expecting something that's ridiculously stylistic and extra and extravagant, unusual, uh, not something you can't really find in any from any other director, or you expect like a roller coaster ride action movie with heapings of style added on top as well. Uh, in th- this one, I felt like any other director could have done it, not in the same style, but the plot, but could have belonged to any other director. Yeah, which is reasonable to say because
1: it's That's not it written book. by him yeah, yeah, yeah. and
3: the plot is good i enjoyed the film as a film yeah, I might read it's, the book.
1: it's 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 a fairly generic plot done directed in the style I of i would I... agree with that but it's 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 done in the style that you know you would expect from from quentin tarantino which i think is what elevates it for me a bit more but still yeah i still would agree with a lot of what jack said
0: it's definitely was well, interesting because, of course, the reason I enjoyed it was because it was. Although I do like Tarantino's style, as I'm growing to see it more, I think it is the reason I liked it was because it was more pared down. Whereas that's actually interesting. The reason why you guys uh, didn't like it as much,
3: I I I enjoyed it like I would a Coen Brothers film or something like that. I enjoyed it in a. I it didn't feel like I was watching a Tarantino film. I agree. I'd agree on that point. Yeah, it did feel. It did feel like at
1: times it felt like a Coen Brothers film. Yeah. And I love you know how we're movies.
2: next. We're next moving on to uh, the Kill Bill. Kill Bill one and Two. Yeah, I think it's worth saying that it's interesting to see a Tarantino movie with uh, a particularly interesting female lead who is a normal person.
0: Yes. Yes. Because
2: yeah. uh, obviously, Tarantino movies—they pretty much all have male leads, or the ones that are most famous having a female lead. It's you know, extraordinary anime-style hyper-trained assassin. So it, you know, it, it's um, it was nice to have a, a, an actually normal. Uh, female lead who is uh, interesting and compelling and, and uh, smart and capable because it's just it's, it, she's the most unusual lead that I've seen from any of Tarantino's This
0: movies. brings me on to two things, which is one, it's Jackie's normality that really gives you like a fist pump yeah. when she wins, first of all. And second of all, so just to say, Pam Grier was... This movie was basically made because Quentin Tarantino wanted to work with Pam Grier. He was a massive fan. I don't know if you guys know the story, but when she showed up to his office he had loads of posters of her movies up and she said to him oh did you put these up because i was coming to impress me and he was like oh no no i was gonna take them down so i didn't like disturb you uh he he had them up because he had them up because he likes the film because he yeah. he he's a mass he was a massive pam Greer fan and i really liked that that he basically had someone he wanted to star and they got he got her to star made and a wonderful made, role for her yeah exactly and that's really really great and everyone involved like samuel jackson like i said it's his favorite tarantino movie it was a for me it was a nice hidden gem that i didn't expect because i think it's fair to say we might have forgotten this one and missed it yeah and i'm happy we
3: haven't too it wouldn't have been too hard to to miss it given how like people talk about tarantino films it's yes pretty much missed from the list
0: i didn't know this existed before we i was told to watch it for the show Mm. um yeah we all enjoyed it to different lesser extents but yeah i think that's A good place to end so thank you very much for listening at some point we'll be back with kill bill one and then kill bill two and kill bill three if it's out by the time we finally manage to get through those episodes (laughs) um let's see right maybe bill is somehow short for the coronavirus